magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Welcome, everyone. I'm really excited to be podcasting today. Oh, you are? <laughs> Well, I always like podcasting, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I feel like it's it just hit me how joyful it is to get to a point where I feel comfortable mm. with the process and then to be able to be like, wow, I get to do this thing, you know. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's funny because that's really actually part of the energy of the week is like really enjoying where you are and also yeah. feeling powerful. Like, Yeah. That's yeah, cool. It. You're going to yeah. talk about that in the energy. All right, uh, that's part of it a little bit. But I do like that you're saying it now because it's like, because now that you feel comfortable, you know, it's like you feel powerful, I'm guessing. Like, yeah. yeah, and to just remember the joy of it. I've been having that recently. This actually we can segue into our intro yeah. because into our check-in because last week, we drew, it's so funny because we drew the cards about motivation. Remember, I drew Find Your Motivation. Oh, and yeah. you drew something that was similar, but I don't uh -huh. remember what it was. Oh, no, I don't either. It was something about like set your intention and oh, yeah. like put one foot in front of the other kind of thing. And that ha was after we tapped into like enjoyment and being present and being where you are. And then it was like, did, did our card sort of conflict with what we were recommending, right. remember? Right, yeah. And I feel like it is both. It was like, it's like the motivation and the joy to podcast or, you know, same with writing, same with the, uh, the Good Vibe Tribe web chat. Like mm -hmm. this week I have been working hard. I really have been working a lot. And I've been remembering to enjoy, like, this is my job. Like, this is what I wanted to do and I'm doing it, you know, to stop and that's appreciate that. So, I mean, that's really big. A lot of yeah. people don't have that. Yeah. You know, that's really great. Um, You were, what were you working on? Oh, uh, a lot of things. <laughs> but um, my next book comes out next fall. So that's, oh. I mean, no, not this fall. Next yeah. fall, like yeah, over yeah. a year from now, it's yeah. the publishing business is very, very slow. But I yeah. have been doing the first round of editing for that book, which is um, a really vulnerable experience. <laughs> Do you oh, have that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just suddenly with when editors have read it and put notes in it, then it starts to be like, Oh, people are, first of all, often I'm embarrassed because I'm like, yes, obviously I should change that. Like, why didn't uh, I see that? But then it's also like, oh, other people are going to be reading this and is this good? And yeah, then it like course. does spill over into feeling just vulnerable in general and self-conscious. And mm. so there's that too, but, but it's also exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you get notes, it's always like, it's funny. I've been noticing this. Yeah, I think I vacillate when I get notes. I mean, I haven't had this in a while because I haven't been writing for other people for a while. But um, it's like I kind of maybe get a little defensive too, yeah. you know, like, well, obviously you don't know what's best. So I guess I'm just doing this anyway. Or like, mm -hmm. you know, or like, yeah, I knew that, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, I feel definitely you have to counteract that defensiveness. And then when I disagree with something like the publisher yeah. had a, this big meeting, this is also makes me self-conscious. They have a meeting and then they decide things about my book and then they tell me, oh, we're changing oh. the subtitle. They oh. were changing the subtitle and I really disagreed with it. And then th they're changing it back though. But oh, like that, <laughs> the feeling I get is like this extreme sort of like anger. Like this yes. is what? Yeah. How could the, that's wrong. You're wrong. Like my way is better instead of just yeah. like, oh, well, let me ask them if we can change it back because I disagree. It's a, it's this whole really emotional experience. Yeah. But, you know, I do have to say it is weird that they do that without you there. I know. I don't I know. Don't, do other publishers like invite the author for the vision meeting? I don't know if they do. I, You know, one thing I noticed when I was writing um, – for the entertainment industry is just writers weirdly are the lowest end of the they're the bottom of the totem pole like oh really In oh the my god business? i didn't oh, yeah. know that it's to me but, it's and they're so like, ludicrous 
the it, yeah, yeah without them that's the actual nothing. product yeah 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 but they're totally the lowest like the writers union and maybe it's changed but i don't think it's changed that much is was the worst union of the oh. directors and actors union they had the always got shafted and it's just they get the least respect i had no idea that yeah i think writers as a whole their energy system is like one of not feeling good enough i mean of course so do actors have that i mean they're notorious for it but then they counteract there's some i don't want to generalize too much but there i when i tune into it i was like why do writers have set like there's it's clearly on an energy level you know that they're creating this i mean there i'm one of them you know this just um less validation i'll put it that way yeah i could see that because it does seem like they should be the most respected or one of the most respected groups in the entertainment business i think so obviously i'm a little biased but that i remember also because for a while i used to write for um ads like i worked for this um when i was living in new york i used to work for a big ad agency and um they respected writers a lot more than Hollywood did. And, like, I remember, like, I would submit – they would pay me for my pitches for a certain job. And when I got to Hollywood and realized, like – it sounds funny, Hollywood, but, you know, I mean, the entertainment industry, like, this – my first encounter was this woman who was like, we're bringing in all these people to pitch us ideas. And then if we like them, we'll pay you to do it. And I was like, I get paid for this. Why am I, like – right? And she was like, thought I was really full of myself because she's like, a lot of people who are more successful than you are doing this for free. And I'm like, well, that doesn't mean they should be. Mm-hmm. I didn't say I was more, you know, I I wasn't as blatant with her about it. But like, yeah, it's interesting how I just thought of that when you were like, do other publishing people like make decisions about the writer's project with them not there that just I mean I will say that Llewellyn has when I have disagreed with them almost every time they go back yeah yeah it is it's a frustrating process though because they'll say it like oh this is what we did we decided to change the subtitle so that's all you need to know bye (laughs) Bye. it reminds me of when Brene Brown was talking about the cover of her book it's so when I saw that I felt so validated because I have had that is how they do it they really do try to be like so that's all you need to know that's so interesting and yeah I guess they do do it for all authors because they did it with Brene Brown Brown. yeah I loved that she did that I, I feel like that was long overdue that the publishers could be exposed for how wrong that is the way they treat authors. But did we know, say what it is? Because if no one's seen that, they were making. Oh, did we already right. say that they oh, yeah, made a no. decision about her, yeah. um, her book cover without her. They just kept sending her pictures of their of the her book cover, and she was like, "Uh, no." <laughs> and this is her Netflix special. If you haven't seen Brene Brown's Netflix special, it is really fantastic. Yeah, it's so great. Uh, it's, she's so great. Um, yeah. But I do want to say real quick that um, it does seem like the opposite in songwriting because in the music business, it does seem like writers, that's what everyone wants to be because that's like the enduring way to, you know, that make an sense. income on something forever. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Yeah. And they hire a lot of songwriters. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Okay. So, yeah, and for me this week, I don't, I was doing a lot of cleaning. It was interesting. Hmm. And also the week before I'd been so busy with my inner child healing class that I just like needed a break this week. So I took less clients one-on-one and I just like, I'm already, <clears throat> I don't know how long I'm going to keep it less people, but I, I just needed that ch- time to re charge yeah good. and I still feel a little bit I'm still feeling like I want to take that I'm I've been m- like um put limits on how many people I'm seeing now because I want more time to um have the energy to create more classes and more thing, more tools that people can use when they're not seeing me. Oh, Be- yeah. oh, I will say this because I have seen, and this is not to toot my own horn. I'm just so excited about this that 
the people that are doing the inner child class that are seeing me, like I've seen them before as clients and now I'm seeing them again after as they're in the middle of this class. It's like, it's so exciting to see the tools working because there's like such a big like change of them being able to support themselves on their own. That's amazing. Oh my God. It really makes me just want to keep teaching this class over and over because it's like, oh my God. You know, obviously, I believe in the one-on-one work, you know, energy healing, but just the fact that then, yeah, people just being able to, like, take care of their inner child and, like, really feel more empowered and, like, they can handle their big emotions, you know, in areas where they would have gotten really triggered and stuff. So that's been really exciting. And that makes me want to just have more time to do more of that stuff, you know? Yeah. And And when I do readings too much then it just takes my energy in a way that I don't have the fuel for that so it's been like an assessment time for me this week like yeah figuring that's kind of like the cards we drew oh the yeah find your motivation yeah. and also the relaxation yes like figuring out where do where is the best place for you know where I can serve um, I love so, that yeah yeah congratulations uh, it feels that's so it just feeling. makes me so happy for people <laughs> Yeah, I, I just love this work so much. And it really was really, you know, also validating to see like, oh, it really, you know, not that I didn't already know that, but just like it transfers to everybody. And it's so cool to see too that transformation of the yes. challenge into the blessing because you took a really, really challenging childhood and then you yeah. learned how to heal it oh, yourself thanks. in so many ways and empower yourself. And then you helped so many people to do the same thing. Oh, thanks, Tess. That makes me feel good. Yeah, especially Brett was just saying that to me earlier because I won't go into full detail, but um, for people who don't know, I had when my mother died who was very challenging she left behind all these diaries that she knew I mean she knew that they were there (laughs) but anyway it's been like really validating because I was gaslit to read them and 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 it I'm taking in that like I did come from a hard place and to come like create light from it Brett was saying to me you know no mud no lotus this is like real mud that I was came you know and then you healed yourself and not just that but other people i know i love that so much about this work that we do that we're yeah constantly doing the same thing yeah yes the transmuting we're both doing it tess we're great yes but we are you know what we are and so are a lot of other people yes (laughs) congratulations to us we would like to thank ourselves For this award. Oh, there's no award? (laughs) Okay. Somebody make an award quickly (laughs) since we're so self-congratulatory. But you know what? I think we need to be a little bit more of that. Yeah. I mean, I really do. And I. this is something I also say to other people because a lot of people that see me and that we are around are like, oh, no, like minimizing their strengths, minimizing their successes. And that only minimizes your light in the world. You know, there's a difference between being like, I'm better than you and I created this. I did this. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a difference between saying like my self-worth is based on my success Mm. in this area or like I am so good in every area. It's like, no, we know, you know, we're not perfect. Definitely not. We have room to grow. We make mistakes. But when we do something that we're (laughs) (laughs) – You do. You do. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but we still can – congratulate ourselves when we yeah that's really important and that's to everybody listening congratulate yourself like it really is it's very um it really does I can see this very clearly meant like I'd see it like a dimmer switch it like really does turn down your light when you discount you know what you've achieved yeah it's part of claiming your power. I've said this before, is celebrating what you've achieved, is yeah. claiming it. Yeah, I did this. Yes, this is me. This is what I'm doing, you know, or yeah, my essence, my light is shining brighter. Yeah, I love that for Leo season and yeah. for Lunasa season because it is oh, the yeah. first harvest. Yeah. To be like, oh, look what we harvested. 
That's right. All right. So okay. now. Oh, yes. Now it's time to uh, talk about feng shui for magical people. So, so today excited. our episode is brought to you by my <laughs> feng shui for magical people <laughs> workshop. Um Join me live online in this illuminating feng shui workshop that is specifically tailored to magical practitioners like you. No matter where you live, whether it's a tiny house in the woods, a studio apartment in a bustling city, a ranch house in the suburbs, or anywhere else, the magical power of your home cannot be overestimated. Every day it gives you messages about who you are and dials you in to vibrations that uh, two vibrations that attract what you experience. So you'll learn about the feng shui floor plan um, and its nine life areas and where they are in your home. You'll explore the most powerful places in your home and make the most of them in order to attract wealth, abundance, and luck. Enhance your personal relationships through the arrangement of your home. Discover potential challenges and energy leaks in your home and become armed with everything you need to know in order to counterbalance them like a pro. Um, and you will find out how feng shui can make all your magical work more effective. Your home is patiently waiting to be a powerhouse of positivity. Step into your feng shui journey and supercharge your magic by signing up for this class today. Yes. So you can discover, you can learn more and you can reserve your spot if you go to my Instagram page and click on the link in my bio, which is test 4444 or um, it's also pinned to the top of my Facebook page, which is Tess Whitehurst author and the top of my Twitter page, which is Tess Whitehurst. It's very exciting. When Thank is you. it again? You I'm so phone? excited. Oh, I forgot to mention it's oh, on good. August 19th. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I'm glad I asked. August 19th. August 19th, what time? Do you know? Oh, can you hear me? Oh, yes. Now I you can froze hear you. for a second. Oh, I did? Yeah, I think it's my fault because it says my internet connection is unstable. Oh, sometimes that happens, but then it goes okay. What time on August 19th? Oh, it's on August 19th at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. So that's 5 o'clock Pacific, 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. Oh, boy. Wait, 5 o'clock? Six. <laughs> Say it again. Six, it's, it's 6 Mountain five, Time? Okay. Yeah, 5 okay. p.m. Pacific, 6 it. p.m. Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay. And it's two hours. We have too many times in this country. It's a big country. <laughs> that's true. It's really that's big. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we now have um, our first voicemail, which is so exciting. Yes. We really um, appreciate calling in. I mean, we're excited to answer messages here. So, oh, if you want to leave a message, it the number is, and ask us a question, um, 828-333-7181. And I'll repeat it at the end, too. But, um, okay, so let's listen to the call. Hi, Sessa Natasha. It's Lee. Um, had a question about sort of um, inner dialogue things. And as I've been, especially during COVID, uh, as I've been working through some of the things you've been both then mentioning on the podcast, I've noticed that um, some of my inner dialogue, things that are filtering up, I would say, that I'll put in the categories of kind of failures, times I was a jerk. Um, and what I'm wondering, do you, have, do you know any techniques, any suggestions for maybe coming coming out or, or working with a bit more balanced view of, you know, my, my inner history and my history? Um, I'm thinking it's somewhere within gratitude, but I just haven't gotten that. So anyway, thank you, Tess and Natasha. Enjoy the show very much. Thanks. Okay. So, um, boy, my first thought when I heard this call was like, Lee, I really wish you had taken my inner child healing class because this is exactly what we deal with. Um, and it's so um, common but really difficult to um, be hearing all those negative voices in your head. And so this, in my work, what I call that is the inner critic. I mean, maybe other people call it that too. It's not like a fancy name, but, um, <laughs> with inner child healing, there's essentially the inner child, our loving adult, there's your higher self, and then there's the inner critic, which a lot of times, 
I teach in the class, it's the internalized parent. So one of your parents a lot of times had that voice. It's like, oh, when, when you embody it, you're like, oh, I know who that is. Um, so my advice is to give that guy a voice, give that inner critic or girl in your head, <laughs> whichever gender it is or neither, um, give them a voice. So you can do that either through speaking, just say it out loud and then give yourself a moment and then respond and do your best to respond as the inner parent, um, as the loving self. Or you may find yourself responding as the inner child, you know, um, and and that reaction, but giving that a voice instead of um, just letting it kind of bounce around in your brain like that, um, it needs a voice. So you can also journal it out, just like let yourself free write with that voice and um, with that voice. Um, the other thing that's interesting is a few people in, not to keep talking about my class, but it's it was interesting to me to hear that sometimes people's inner child are the ones with that voice. Oh, interesting. Yeah, who are like really angry and upset about not being heard. And so they start to say things like, I hate you and things like that that oh. you would normally associate with a critic, but are actually just like a inner child who hasn't been getting any attention. Oh. Yeah. So either way, it's really great to just figure out um, who that voice is. But even I want to backtrack. Let's like of figuring it out just allow it a voice give it a voice and then do your best then to respond um how can you bring love to that or how can you hear them just hearing hearing them out um yeah i think that's what i have to say about it yeah Anyone? i the inner child stuff came up for me too when i heard that and also leah i want to say it's so great to hear your voice Aww. um <laughs> and um so do you know lee or the, I, in the Goodbye, I believe Jay. so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I believe that's the Lee. I'm okay. pretty sure it's a Lee that I I know. Uh -huh. Um so I I have been recently um really tapping into inner child work in some interesting ways that actually involve anger in a healing way. Yeah. So what I mean is um there have been a couple of kind of limiting self or critical inner mm -hmm. monologues that have come up, different ones uh, about really kind of deep core issues about my worth that when I realize like, oh, that is something that I as an inner, as, as an actual child heard or assumed like I needed to take that on. And then when I think of like, when I, I realize how unfair that is the, and I and I, I feel love for my inner child and I feel defensive of her like a mama bear, oh then I, I when I feel angry, like, oh, no, leave her alone. You know, like she, well, you know, that it's really healing to do that, to kind of shift into that. <laughs> I have to tell this? you something. Well, the reason why is because <laughs> I had, I spoke with a client about exactly what you're oh, talking about yeah. because she was confused because she was like that angry. Or is that my inner child? Is that and I was like, no, that sounds like your inner parent coming yeah. in to be like defend you exactly yeah, what you just not, said. Yeah, that that's not your like. It, I mean, I don't want to go into the details of my inner yeah. monologue, but it was it was just kind of like how I would be if there was a child that I wanted to defend against someone who was mistreating her. Yeah, and it, it feels so cleansing. Like anger has so many um, blessings sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, letting that out. And yeah, you may end up finding that that anger wants to shout at your inner critic and be like, get the fuck out of here, because there really isn't a place for that inner critic. And if you keep them around long enough, which I did, then you end up, I mean, in the situation where now the inner critic is much in many places, not there, but then my inner child is kind of has PTSD and assumes that part is there. Mm -hmm. So and then so my work is about really loving her, letting her know, like, this is not happening anymore. You're safe. Like, yeah. You know, we can't express ourselves. It's okay. But um, and I don't mean to like be foreboding about it. It's fine. Whatever time it takes. It ta I mean, I'm dealing with it. So it's fine. Um. Anyway, yeah, so talking that, letting that inner critic really 
have that voice first, but then it eventually needs to get kicked out of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think also compassion for when it shows up again in a different form and mm-hmm. then just learning over time, you know, that's a, a cool tool to use is to um, get angry. And, you know, just <laughs> that, and that's something I hadn't really, I don't remember having that in the past in that yeah. way, that cleansing yeah. way. But over time we get better. I think it's cool to be like, oh, I'm getting better at when I have limiting thoughts or beliefs come up or or you know, um, critical self-talk instead of like, oh, why do I have more critical self-talk? Oh, well, up? that's just the critic again. <laughs> I know. That's I the know. sneaky critic being yeah. like, oh, here you are again. Yeah. Yeah, but it's true. I mean, that's why I was saying when I was seeing people who have grown just like in the last three weeks or whatever, it's like, I'm not like, oh, well, why is that coming up? It's like, oh, my God, you have tools. Look at – and yeah. for me too, it's like, oh, my God, like – when I try to access the inner critic now, it's like crickets. Like it used to be so easy. And uh, so that's exciting to that see. That is exciting. Even though now it's like I could, if their inner critic was there, it might be like, oh, well, but your inner child's all beaten up. <laughs> you mm. know what I mean? But it, that could be a negative way of looking at it, like you said. But so compassion is always compassion for wherever you are is how you're going to grow. Yeah, and shifting into curiosity and self-compassion with whatever comes up, just getting in that habit. Yeah, someone, another thing that people sometimes get confused about is the difference between the higher self and the inner loving inner parent. And so that is an example now I'm going to use is that the loving inner parent gets angry sometimes and that's healing and that's great. Yeah, Yeah. because the higher self... um, you know, has compassion for your anger and understands that it's necessary and that it exists. And like, yeah, it can be motivating to use um, to get change to happen when it's coming from that healthy inner parent. But it's yeah, and then to not- convince the inner child, because it's like if you yeah. think of an inner child, if you think of an actual child who has been, you know, emotionally abused by maybe like a, a bully at school. And Mm -hmm. you can see that child is like, oh, you know, it's something about me. I deserve that. And then as the adult, you're like, no, you don't. You don't. That's not about you. You know, that's a really, like, really healthy Yeah. Or if we're talking about racial justice, they're like, for instance, when people started, um, you know, I don't know that I like to call it writing, but, you know, I guess – protesting yeah but no but when it went into um yeah i mean the riots when it went into looting and stuff it's like yeah but that's anger that's appropriate maybe it wasn't being expressed a thousand percent in the best way if they're hurting other people but at the same time it's like it's important that anger came from a justifiable place and people and get it's distracted a by like that's a human sort of psychological thing that I mean there's riots after soccer games when people get angry. I mean that's what happens in crowds of people crazy. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, but this is coming from being um I mean traumatized yeah. for generations. Yeah. So it's like yes and put down and yeah. So it's like some anger is sometimes very valuable and necessary and important and we can't just skip over it and it doesn't mean it's unhealthy no it can be a purifying fire that's right all right we said it (laughs) (laughs) okay so just as a reminder you can either email us a question at magicmondaypodcast.com we have a little thing up there to ask us um and um also you can ask each other questions on magic monday Um, podcast listeners page on Facebook Um, and uh, what else am I saying oh and call our voicemail at 828-222-7181 and that's how you can ask us questions all right it's time for the energy report okay okay so The energy report this week is quite similar to last week. It seems to be this um, theme for so far for August, which I'm going to say is really about claiming our power, as I kind of um, alluded to earlier. Um, But it's also really about taking our power back. Why are we giving our power away? Exploring these themes. So are we giving our power away because 
we feel responsible for other people? Are we giving it away because we're judging ourselves for how we're behaving and so we don't think we have a right to our power? Um, so doing, I would say the first thing is maybe doing a little exploration work in terms of figuring out if you're having, if you're feeling drained, if you're feeling like you're not clear in your space, maybe doing a little journaling about that. Like, what would it look like if I was clear in my space? How would that feel? And, um, and then after that, maybe just ask, getting one gut feeling about what is it that um, is keeping me from feeling really, when I say in my space, I mean not giving your energy away, just feeling centered. Um, so that is one part. Invest, doing some investigation work about where you're giving your power away and why you're giving it away. And then doing some affirmation work in terms of how would I feel? And it would be great to just write it out, how you would feel when you feel really not responsible for other people. So you're responsible for yourself. What are you doing? What does that look like? Where are you? Um, so that is like the journaling aspect. And then the energy healing part of this, I'm going to talk about the first chakra, which is where we feel safe in our bodies or not safe, um, where we feel, you know, it can be about survival. And if we're giving our power away, a lot of times we're not rooted, grounded in present time in our bodies. So this is a little technique I'm going to say that I just did this morning for myself and it was so powerful. I wanted to share it. Um, so imagining your aura, which is, you know, most people know what an aura is, your energy field, um, and this boundary around your aura, you can imagine it in blue and then just envision yourself outside of your aura and look at your grounding cord. And so your grounding cord goes from the base of your spine, hopefully to the center of the earth. But just kind of look at it and see, like, does it seem like, does it go to the center of the earth? And trust yourself when you're answering these questions. Um, and if it doesn't, what do you think might be in the way? just energetically or is there a feeling in the way and then just imagine like with gold light that it whatever that is whatever energy is in the way just see it melting down going down your grounding cord so you're going to take any of that energy and just have it go in the grounding cord and then drain it out so it's going in the center of the earth and if it's not going to the center of the earth just imagine like oh what if I allowed it to just drop like a heavy weight even further. And you can, again, ask yourself, well, why don't I want to do that? Is it fear? Is it um, whatever it is? Feeling just, like you don't deserve maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So whatever that feeling is, just see it as an energy. You can see it as a color if you want. And then take gold and see it melting and pull, just see it going down the grounding cord again. So it's just melting away. Um, like, for instance, I'll just share for me this morning, I saw this tar-like energy on the outside of my grounding cord, sort of in between where it connects. And I saw that as being, I just had a, a knowing that it was responsibility for people that I, you know, just for other people, not myself. So then I just dissolved it and then um, put it down the grounding cord in the form of light. And it really does help. It gives you, then kind of notice throughout the day, like where am I, am I having an insight into something? You might start to get some information after this is melted. And you can do that as often as you want. But just like really calling your energy back to you and saying hello to present time. Because that that's just one energy way to get your – claim your energy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you're not used to looking at, you know, like how Natasha's saying, look at yourself from the outside, mm. look at your energy. If you don't trust that you're able to do that, I always like to recommend that. I like to um, recommend to my students that they say, um, well, if what I if? did know, what mm -hmm. would it be? What yeah. if I could see – if my grounding cord was connected or not, what would I see? You know, then you don't, you kind of bypass having to be right or wrong. Yes. And that helps you tap into your intuitive knowing. 
Yes, exactly. And and I always also say I hardly ever actually see, in this case I did kind of see, but a lot of times it's a feeling. So there's no, you know, there's the clairsentient, you know, there's the hearing, knowing, feeling, seeing. There's many different ways to know. And yeah, there's no, if you're wrong, you're wrong. There's no, there kind of is no wrong, <laughs> actually. Mm-hmm. But if you want to take that idea, if you're like, oh, am I doing this wrong? You can just like, okay, so what? If? Who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. there's no consequences. Yeah. It's just a fun way to play. Look at it as play, not as like, oh, I'm doing this serious yeah. thing. It's like, oh, this is fun. This yeah, is like coloring curious. in a coloring book, not like you have to paint a you know masterpiece. That's right. And, you know, the worst case scenario, you get nothing out of it. But that seems unlikely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're okay. the one who would know if you were connected to the earth. Yeah, exactly. And it's okay if you feel like you can't. It took me a while, to be honest, to really connect. It's hard for me to ground. Um, or it was. It's not as much anymore. But that it doesn't come naturally to me. I have a lot of air. I do actually have earth in my chart. But um, it's, I'm, my Pisces rising and I'm really into floating in, in and the flowy, higher realms moving because air yeah. and water are mm-hmm. flowy and oh, earth oh, is like an mm-hmm. anchored yeah i have weirdly the least amount in my chart is water which is kind of weird but my rising is water so. yeah and what and pisces is so watery i feel yeah. like it's twice as watery as the other water signs yeah and my north <laughs> nodes in pisces oh um, yeah that's a lot yeah so i have and, very little water oh yeah so anyway, my point is just if it doesn't come natural, it's naturally to you to feel grounded. That's okay. It's just information like, oh, you know, that's interesting. And like, I'd like to be grounded. So what would that look like? Mm-hmm. My or real instinct yeah, is going into affirmations this week in the form of um, embodying it through that journaling exercise to, to just be like, oh, I feel so grounded. And like, what is, and writing that out as if it's happening right now. Like yeah. I just feel in my body, I feel good in my body, whatever that looks like to you, but writing it out as if it's happening now and affirming. I'm really getting that as I'm saying it, I'm feeling that energy is really oh, powerful. Yeah. It's resonating. I yeah. can see that. And that it's like we do have a lot of support right now for feeling our power, which is why I wanted to do the grounding meditation because it's like, oh, it's here. You ready to feel your power? You're getting support by the universe. There's light coming in and specifically in the form of like, we're doing this. I think that's why we both like why I felt comfortable kind of (laughs) or I felt like I said it out loud claiming the success earlier oh right there is more support i mean it is still a little it's still uncomfortable a little but um but yeah it's like okay no no more of this pretending we're not all powerful because we are all powerful Uh yeah all right okay so now it's time for practical magic so I am really intrigued by the similarities this week. This often happens, but the, one of the reasons I'm so intrigued is because the practical magic advice for this week was really a very clear intuitive picture. Like sometimes mm. I'll look at the calendar and be like, oh, well, there's a full moon or, you know, this astrological thing is happening or whatever it is. But this time I was just like, I just kept seeing garlic and mm. Archangel Michael. Mm. So <laughs> so this is protection, clearly protection and uh, power. Those are both really powerful. Yeah. Um, and it's I have heard, I believe it's Judica Isles, the author Judica Isles has um, mentioned in one of her books that Archangel Michael and garlic are actually really energetically aligned. Uh, like they're so similar. Interesting. Yeah, and I I can feel that because garlic is like the most powerful herbal protector in my opinion, mm. like in my experience. And then Archangel Michael is the most powerful spiritual protector in the in again in my experience in the divine realm. So um, so how this might look working with these two um, this garlic and this angel, <laughs> this herb <laughs> and this angel, um, is is to, I, I am assuming that protection is important for us this week, and I definitely don't want that to be something that scares anyone. No. It doesn't in any way need to be like a foreboding 
omen. It's just, I guess we're being reminded to really, I think it is hold our power and protect our power and create boundaries. It's like Archangel Michael and Garlic have a fiery energy, like a, they protect you with a fiery wall, especially if you set that intention. So how this might look would be one thing that I saw was that we can take a clove of garlic and cut it in half and then use the juice to like take half of the clove and go to the outside of your front door and just anoint the outside of your front mm. door with garlic juice, just a little bit, just mm -hmm. the scent. And then any other doors to the outside um, of your house to do that same thing to anoint them and then to call on Archangel Michael to protect your home in a fiery wall of light yeah. and oh go ahead oh I just want to say this really does go along with my <sighs> because the reason I was talking about claiming power in the first place and like grounding yourself was because of leaking your I saw a lot of people oh. leaking their energy out so and so it's claiming your power but because you know partially because it's like feeling responsible but releasing you know leaking energy out so interesting this calling I felt back like that is like protection like no you own your space you're protected in your space so yeah that makes sense to me yeah and then I think that that also I while you were talking I was seeing that that's protecting our light as spiritual practitioners to help anchor positivity right now to help be like a positive force in the world. So um, that's so interesting. So mm -hmm. fiery wall around your house. You can also like if you are going somewhere in the world where you want to put some extra protection around yourself, you can um, – I, I in the past have – put a clove of garlic in a little sachet or maybe yeah. a little bit of fabric and then mm -hmm. safety pin it to the inside of my bra. Oh, okay. I used to do that when um, I needed to go to a Hollywood party with Ted when we lived in LA because <laughs> Hollywood parties are like the worst energy uh, <laughs> in my experience. Yeah. Just this real like a lot of real gross energy at them. But um, anywhere you may go where you want to protect yourself, you can – and then – before you do that, though, you could empower the garlic. Also, before you do that for your house, anytime you use garlic in uh, magic, it's really great to empower it in bright sunlight first. It is aligned. It's I like empowering many things in bright sunlight, but when you empower a clove of garlic in bright sunlight, just hold it in sunlight for like a minute or two. Uh, you can feel the resonance. Like that mm. sunlight energy, Archangel Michael energy, garlic mm. energy is just so bright and so positive. So empower it. You can put it in your bra. You could put it in like a medicine bag, you know, and wear it around your neck. I would keep it around your chest area. It's not like okay. just putting it in your pocket. Like somehow, because it's such a vulnerable space and it's mm. that alignment of where all the chakras are. Mm -hmm. So if that's how you want to work with it as like a charm, then keep it somewhere in the middle of your body in the front as a shield. Mm -hmm. And you can call an Archangel Michael to, in addition to having that garlic, to shield you in a fiery wall of light. In your meditations, you can call an Archangel Michael. You could place an entire head of garlic on your altar and meditate with it or empower it in sunlight and then place it on your altar and meditate, gaze mm -hmm. at it and imagine bringing its energy into your field. You could even eat it. Sure, you can eat some not? garlic. Empower it in I bright light. I love roasted garlic. So yeah, good. I know. Mm. You can empower it in light. And um, when you eat it, you could be internalizing that magic of that fiery power and protection. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I like thinking about it in this way as protection in terms of just being protected by owning your space, you mm -hmm. know? I, that's totally. another way I feel like Archangel Michael really works for me and probably everyone but how I feel him is like helping me when I call him in to really have all my energy with me and feel like raise my light yeah so that I that's how I feel his protection is raising the light as opposed to like keeping people out or keeping oh, yeah. scary stuff out. Yeah. Right. And also I, I can really identify with that. And it also reminds me of the boundary 
Like mm-hmm. this, oh yeah, this is where I end and someone else begins. Like and yes. because I know because I have so much positive energy around me that it just doesn't feel like anything that isn't me wants to come in. It just like helps you remember your natural healthy boundary. Yeah. All right. Well, that's great. So should we do our housekeeping? Yes. Is that right? Yes. Oh, wait. And were we going to read? Should we do the reviews first? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for everyone who has reviewed us or, you know, left us a rating. It really helps our podcast to be um, seen and um, for people to find us. So we're really grateful. And if you haven't, we would love for you to do that. Yeah, and we would like to read this really nice review from um, Meditated Hair Painter. Oh, is the nice. name on iTunes. I like it. <laughs> and it's uh, she says she or he says these two women are something, something in the uh-huh. best way possible. <laughs> Natasha and Tess go after deep, important spiritual truths with a reverence and humor that is just a joy to be within earshot of. Their authenticity in generously sharing their own wisdom acquired on their spiritual journeys is commendable, and the banter is top-notch. If you are looking for something both enriching and embellished with genuineness and compassion and levity and fun, look no further. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much, Meditated Hair Painter. Yeah, we love to hear that. Um, Okay, so now let's see. You can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com. As we said, Magic Monday Podcast on Instagram, Magic Monday Pod on Facebook, Magic Monday Podcast listeners is a group that you can um, join and be a part of. And... We've already said to call us 828-333-7181 if you have a question. And you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. I have some classes up there, um, and you can schedule a session with me. And you can find me on Instagram at highestlighthealing. And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst, and on my website at TessWhitehurst.com. All righty. So now we're going to pick our cards for the week. I'm picking from the Light Sears Tarot, which I nice. love. And I am picking from my very own deck, uh, The Magic of Flowers Oracle. Yes. I'm so excited because I just got that. And I was Yay. like, I want to read from it. But then I was like, I, th- I think I should let Tess read from her own deck. But I love it. It's so pretty. Thank you. Well, I got a card that I've been getting a lot lately, and it is so in alignment with that whole garlic and Archangel Michael thing, and it is sunflower, which is glorious success. Ah. This is like really bright, positive energy that is coming through that wants to surround us this week. Um, So... (laughs) So this is about that success is on the horizon and that um, oh you yeah. should congratulate yourself like ah. we were doing. Get ready. Um, and it says sunflower is aptly named as it powerfully embodies bright, nourishing, sustaining solar energy. Um, feel, imagine, and see blindingly bright sunlight in your heart, in your mind's eye. Let it expand to fill your entire body, energy field, personal space, home, workspace, and any area or situation you regularly traverse. Trust in the message of Sunflower and feel confident in the success that is already yours by divine right. Mm. Additionally, climb any mountains that need climbing, approach any work that needs to be done with fortitude and endurance, and with the most positive possible mindset. Practice, prepare, show up, and commit for the long haul. Do not fail in your mission to get ready for the brightest and best possible outcome. In short, set a place at your table for success so that when it arrives, you will be ready. I love it. And it really goes... Okay, so I ended up picking two cards just because I felt called to. And the second card was Ace of Pentacles, which is basically... It's very similar to this. It's abundant. It's like start... If you're going to... like, It's new beginnings because it's an ace, but it's like finances, abundance, manifestation of your goals, um, 
So it is sim. It is similar. Um, and there's the grounding aspect too, because that's the earth element, the pentacles. Yeah, that's right. And it's I'm from. I like to read from Biddy Tarot, but it says the Ace signifies abundance in all areas of your life. Enjoy it. Feel blessed and deserving of everything that comes your way. So that is like what it's similar right? to the second. yeah and it is still again that august sort of lunasa season mixed with the leo season i feel like it's mm-hmm. really tapping into something here but then i also got the five of swords reversed which i'm taking to mean about um basically meaning letting go of we're ready to let go of past fighting we're letting ready to let go of past resentments it's time to you're feeling like we're ready to let it go and this really Mm -hmm. is part of owning your power too that's why i was talking about letting go of like oh i have to feel responsible or i have to live through this this old way of how i used to live where i felt responsible and then felt resentful or you know wasn't really giving myself this power um, that I deserve. That is my birthright because I'm caught up in past stuff, basically. So I think it's a real blessing of a science. Like, no, okay, you're ready. We're ready to let mm-hmm. go of this past. We're done. It's over. We can now claim our power and and welcome this success and abundance of the sunflower and the yeah. ace of pentacles. Yeah, nice. Alrighty, well, thank you everybody for listening. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Have a magical week. It's a big country, it's really big.